All right, troops, strong and conditioned, live and direct from the Chateau de Burpy in Glasgow, Scotland. And tonight, I have a special guest. It's an honour to announce a man with some of the smoothest burpees you will find on social media. And I assume it's because of his height. I'm assuming this guy's quite tall. It is Anthony Lupe. Anthony, how are you, brother? I'm doing absolutely amazing, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolute pleasure, Anthony. Anthony, just to kind of go on what I just said there, how tall are you? I'm about 6'1", but, six you know, one. as we grow older, we start, you know, changing an inch or here and there. Yeah, you start shrinking as you get older, as your spine starts to crumble. No, I, I think the measuring gets thrown off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you tell your wife you were taller before, when you you first met her? <laughs> she she didn't know. She don't know measurements. <laughs> so, Anthony, can you give us a brief rundown on your training journey? Man, when it came to fitness for me, it was literally an outlet for what's up here. I I had to escape uh, through physical activity to really relax what was going on in my mind. I, I mean, I grew up with a whole bunch of stuff. Everyone has a story, but the important thing about my story is that I decided to be active and positive, um, do something productive, and that was fitness. And so uh, it's, it's, always, it's always been calisthenics based, uh, but then you know I got deeper into wanting to really get results in like, you know, with nutrition and, you know, having a better mindset and really applying different techniques into a workout. So uh, I went out and reached, reached out to someone who could help me, which, you know, I hired a coach. And from there, boom, I learned everything. I upped my game. I upped my, my confidence with everything that I was um, utilizing from the nutrition to the workouts. And I basically just created me of who I am now, who you see on Instagram, um, the, the fitness aspect is literally, it's just a, a, a little small mark to the whole entire story. Fitness is just, you know, what we do to, as a non-negotiable action, but there's so much more to it. Okay. So let's backtrack and go at the roots of your journey. Did you hire a coach immediately or were you training beforehand? I was training beforehand. Uh, I'm just like everyone else, you know, we all love to work out. It's, it's like what we feel good doing. Um, I worked out before for many years. I never got results though. Never got results. Um, but I just have that in my heart to never give up, to just keep going, keep going. I can do it. You know, uh, just having that go getter mentality. But, uh, there came a time where I was at a low place, but I also wanted to get results and I just, got really tired of failing. So I just went ahead and did the number one thing I haven't done yet. And that was hire a coach and boom, once I hired the coach, that's when all the results just, they just came up. So why weren't you getting results? Um, there was a multiple list of things. Um, I was just copying what everyone else was doing, but I was expecting instant results um, I knew nothing, absolutely nothing about nutrition. 
absolutely nothing. And when I say nutrition, I specifically mean macronutrients because, you know, we all know that you got to, you know, eat healthy, but I can eat healthy for days. I can eat healthy all day, but I'm not supposed to eat all day. That's, that's the thing. I have to portion everything out properly. So uh, nutrition was the biggest, biggest, biggest lesson. So when you say you were copying other people, were you copying anyone in particular? Uh, I mean, if I don't know how long you've been on social media or YouTube, but there's been a few popular. This was before the term influencer was a thing. Um, there was a, a gentleman named Mike Chang. He would consistently post on his YouTube channel all of his workouts. And I was just, I was going in the gym and just copying the same thing every single day. And I mean, yeah, my arms were really freaking sore, but I was just wondering, wait, there, there's got to be something that I'm missing. And, you know, I'm talking to different people and they're all telling me different things. So I, at the end of the day, I'm just really confused. Yeah. Do you think that just by the very fact that you were copying things that you weren't actually buying into what you were copying. Like you didn't have that firm belief in the style you were training at that particular moment. Um, I was just, if, if I'm being honest back then, I just, I didn't know what I was doing. And honestly, I, I don't think I, I took anything. Um, I don't think I learned anything from anything that I was doing, except I got to show up. Yeah, yeah. So were you going from influence to influence, so to speak? Were you jumping from, say, Mike Chang to someone else to, and just kind of hopping your way through these training influences at this point? Um, no, I was honestly, I was like a little kid. I just wasn't listening or putting two and two together. Um, I was just, I, I, it's hard to say, but I was just immature to it. I was just really just expecting a lot more without even reading the fine print. Yeah. The, the, you've brought back a few memories when you've mentioned Mike Chang, because I remember Mike Chang. Mike Chang was probably one of the true OGs of YouTube. Yeah. And Mike Chang was, was, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Mike Chang, he literally set the bar for, you know, putting your content on social media or putting your content on YouTube. I remember I, I, I bought his pre-workout. Um, I don't even know. I didn't even know what the, what pre-workout was at the time, but he was like, Oh yeah, I got pre-workout. It's going to get you ripped. And I'm like, Oh shit, I got to buy that if I want to be ripped. And I bought it and I, I didn't even know what it was. I really didn't even know. <laughs> I did not know what this pre-workout that Mike Chang was selling was, but I loved that guy for his content. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look back on it now, it, I mean, this is no disrespect to Mike Chang, but the, the barrier level or the, the, the quality at that point, it was quite low when you compare it to nowadays because the standard is, well, you, you could argue the standard is so high, but only by the virtue of the amount of people who are in this industry now on social media, influencing and so forth. However, one thing that sticks out immediately is that 
Mike Chang actually released a YouTube video which is forever etched into my mind, and it's a Boppy showdown. Have you ever seen it? Yes, yeah, where he had a group of guys and they were, <laughs> ass, and then they took a scoop of that pre workout. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Basically, it's uh, like you've mentioned, it's a group of guys and two guys are having a boppy showdown and the, the, the boppies they are doing, they are, they're excruciating to watch. Yeah, they are. But there's a, like a high energy in the room and I think one guy does a backflip at one yeah, point. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did a backflip. Yeah, man. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday and I feel so embarrassed for where I was in my fitness journey back then. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like sitting you know watching the video as if like i was a little kid watching cartoons on the tv like yeah. wow this is so cool but man yeah. you know what i know now oh my god <laughs> but but you know what that, that that's something that i kind of think right so so why why are you embarrassed about that like what is it that's so embarrassing you know and i feel like you know just with anything in life when we think about the past and we get embarrassed because we we wasted our time and we look silly wasting our time. Um, time's very, you know, crucial. Time's very sensitive. And uh, I mean, just the amount of things I could have accomplished if I just stopped being stubborn and just hired a coach, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, someone to just show me how to work out. I'm talking about someone who's going to show me how to work out, show me that's you know, show me how to um you know, the nutrition aspects. And not only that, just keep the same vibe throughout the entire day. So yeah. I was yeah. acting a fool. I, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about fitness or the industry or the lifestyle. I was lost. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think we all go through that stage where we don't know what we are really doing. We're kind of fumbling about in the dark. But Personally, I would never call it embarrassing because I think it is ultimately an integral part of the process because it allows us to filter out bad information. It allows us to make mistakes so that we can then make the next logical choice in order to determine the road to progress that we take. So if you don't mind me asking, who was the coach that you hired? It was Wes Watson. Did you, okay, right. You're, you're the second Wes Watson uh, guy I've had on the, the podcast so oh, far. Yeah. yeah, Wes. Wes has been the, the truth. He's been the realist. I mean, it doesn't get any more simple enough for you to understand. Like, it's it's a no-brainer. If you guys are ever wondering, you know, what direction you should go in, look him up and he'll let you know. He'll set you straight. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I must admit, Wes Watson is one of my guilty pleasures. I watch a lot of his uh, videos on YouTube, uh, particularly when I'm in my bed at night. So, was it Wes Watson who introduced you to burpees? No, no, I, I've known about burpees my, my entire life. <laughs> okay, so how how did the the, the burpee journey come about? Mm. So, uh, I know you're from Ireland. But no, I'm actually from Scotland, oh, Anthony. Oh, you, you need to get that right, Anthony, okay? You've already, that's the first time you've offended me. Don't do it again right. in this podcast. Right. Strike one, strike one. All right, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're okay. from <laughs> Yeah, that's my fault. Anyway, anyway, Anthony, you were saying. 
Anyways, but uh, here in California, we there's multiple different cultures here, and and you know the lower class in the neighborhoods, um, you have your gang culture, and uh, my mom she grew up in the gang culture, and when I was little, she was dating this one guy who was heavy in the gang culture as well, and he just got out of prison and he was living with us and. I would just watch him do his workouts outside. And so I noticed that like, you know, traditionally people work out with weights, but this dude was working out doing a uh, traditional burpee. He was doing uh, incline, decline pushups, uh, basically all calisthenic workouts. Yeah. You know? um, and that always stuck with me. And I grew up in the neighborhood. I was around people. I was related to people who are, you know, gang related and, it's it's all a system. People come out of jail. They they're still on program time. They're uh, performing the workouts. They're performing the burpees. So as a teenager, when I started getting affiliated, I started performing these exercises at the park with the bigger homies, and um, I knew what to do. And you know, as teenagers, especially when there's girls watching, like we want to see who can do more, who can uh, you know who has the most strength, who can do more reps, you know, things like that. Um, and as I got older, it just became more fluent for me to perform because I'd done them so many times. But it wasn't until, you know, uh, maybe like three, three years ago when I first started my journey, my, my legit, my legit fitness journey um, where I utilized them at a high, high scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because one thing that stood out to me when I seen your content was the the quality of your technique. It was it was incredibly smooth. And how did you create that burpee style? What was the like? How how did it begin? And how did it end up where it is now? So, I've I like I said I've been working out my whole entire life but it got serious a few years ago, but a few years ago, my mom also died. And so when my mom died, I was actually two months into my transformation, which, you know, I knew how to do burpees. I was good at them, but I needed to utilize all these emotions and feelings from her death. Right. So I was working out more than anyone's ever worked out. Like I worked out all day, all day. Because I just I had all these these emotions and feelings and anger and just I was just lost in my head and I utilized my body to tire my mind. So um, I was doing crazy amount of push ups. I was doing like three thousand, two thousand to three thousand push ups a day, along with like probably like five hundred burpees a day. And so when you do that every single day, your body just automatically knows how to move in how to move like water. Like I was, I was smooth with it because I just did it so much. Just like how anyone does something for a long period of time, multiple times a day or whatever. Um, they're going to get good at something. And yeah. so, you know, that was mine. And yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating the buppy in that respect, because nowadays a lot of people's introduction to the buppy is through social media and it's guys like yourself who are performing it but they don't understand the amount of time it takes to get to that level of quality regarding technique. Mm -hmm. So like, 
would you have any tips? Like, what would your tips be for a beginner in order to become acquainted with good burpee technique? The number one tip, this is the only tip that you need. Honestly, this is the only tip that you need is to perform your push-ups at a high scale. So like multiple reps, multiple sets, whatever, you have to push yourself and do it every single day. Push-ups, 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 push-ups. Because at the end of the day, that's all you're really struggling with when you perform the burpee is the pushing up part. And then all you have to do is just stand up. Um, but the thing with burpees, what catches people's eyes is uh, the consistency. Like they're not stopping, right? So they start in the beginning of the video and it's it's been like five seconds, 10 seconds, you know, 20 seconds. How long can they go? Well, this is why it's important for you to practice your push-ups on a, like, and I'm talking real push-ups. I'm talking all the way down, all the way up. Not this like half pump, little quarter pump, like <laughs> perform the push-ups because during, you know, probably your, your 20th rep, you know, you're going to start to feel it. So you want to condition your, your muscles, your arms, your shoulders, your triceps, um, and your lungs. So yeah. only tip is push-ups. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 it'll it'll get you working. Yeah, it's interesting that you you spoke about the quarter pumps and the half pumps, because sometimes I I, I agree with you entirely. Like if you're beginning your burpee journey, then you should be practicing a full range of motion push up. It should be full chest to floor, and full lockout at the top. However, would you think that? Once you have mastered the push-up and it became something that you can tolerate and perform in high volume, that you are allowed to play about with the range of motion in your uh, push-ups. I wouldn't say a full like half motion. I'd say probably more into like a seventy percent extension. Yeah. yeah. Your, um, just because it's very noticeable. And then, you know, you kind of, you're kind of sitting there asking yourself, well, he's not even doing a push-up; He's just going down. You know? <laughs> so, um, because I mean, I catch myself, I don't always do a full range of motion, but that's because the speed of what I'm moving at is actually picking up a lot quicker. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta learn how to walk before you can run. So, you know, everyone's got to pay their dues, do the full range motion. And then once you work your way up to that level, you know, you'll you'll catch yourself. But it's OK, because you're going to be doing more advanced techniques. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that catches my eye as well with your puppy is your transition from push up to standing. Your feet are very close together. There's a, it's almost a there's like it's like a ballet style glide as you come up. Whereas when you watch beginners, their legs are very far apart when they try to get up. Some guys' are legs are as wide as right. a riverbed and they struggle to get up. Was that something that came to you naturally? Uh, so essentially, I wanted to look clean and I wanted to look like I, I am in full control of every single motion of that exercise. And like I said, primarily the 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 muscles that it works out is going to be your shoulders because 
you know, you're using your, your front delts and your biceps, but mainly your front delts when you're doing push-ups. And then when you're pushing your feet all the way forward, you're putting all that pressure. It's transitioning all that weight to your front delts. And so I just want to, uh, I want it to look clean and I want it to look like I'm in full control instead of like my push-ups look good, but like, you know, my balance is off where you, you see a lot of people like you can just tell they're trying too hard or they're doing it for the gram, but they, they have no control. They're, they're, they're not doing it for the, they haven't trained up for this. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm a perfectionist sometimes. And especially when it came to me doing it every single day, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to make it harder on myself. So yeah. 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 To go back to when you were speaking about the, the embarrassing part of the journey, when I look at my YouTube videos, when I look at the first 20, my technique is horrific. It's absolutely horrific. And sometimes I feel inclined to almost delete the videos because it's it, it's it's almost embarrassing to watch it. But at the same time... I need to keep them there because I need to chart the journey of the improvement of my technique to kind of show people that you will never get it right at the start. And I think that's one of the issues with fitness and the age we live in with regards to instant gratification, that people want stuff now. They want it as of now. Whereas we know in the buppy game that it's the worst exercise to demand things immediately. It's an exercise that's, that, as you've already mentioned, it takes repeated effort, an astonishing amount of reps to complete before you start to f get that feel for the exercise. But when you start to get that technique honed in and you start to figure things out, which leads me to my next question. Do you feel that your puppy is still evolving? Um, yes. I, I would say that my conditioning is evolving. Um, as far as like different techniques, I've kind of gotten bored, um, but uninterested bored. Uh, I see people doing the Supermans and all that stuff, but <laughs> honestly, that, that doesn't amaze me. It doesn't impress me. It doesn't, um, I mean, yeah, it looks cool, but at the end of the day, it's like, A, you might hurt your wrist. You're going to hurt your wrist. Like, ask anyone who gets into that. They, they eventually fuck up their wrist really bad. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's all for show. It's all cool, flashy, but... Um, that's not why I started. That's not why I became a coach. That's not why I post my content. Um, I'm simply showing that the endurance that you put your body through is something that you're also dragging your mind with. And, um, most of those Superman, whatever jumps, you know, you'll see like two, three, four or five, but that's it. But like someone who can consistently do a burpee for like 10, 20 minutes, 40 minutes, you know, without stopping, that that says a lot of things at a higher scale. Um, yeah, yeah. So with volume, you'll be even louder. Yeah, I agree with you 100% because I feel the same way when I see the Superman-style burpees. They're very aesthetic and they obviously attract eyeballs to, to the product, but I don't see the benefit of them. 
I don't see how they will transfer over to the actual burpee itself. And a key point which you mentioned was that the integrity of your wrists is highly compromised. If yeah. you like, like you, the wrist is probably the most important body part in the burpee. I mean, I, look, all the ones, all the people that do the the cool jumps and all that. Look, that's cool, good for you. But I used to work a blue collar job. I, I'm working with my hands. I'm working, lifting heavy stuff. So like I'm in pain already. <laughs> so um, for me to do what I do already is actually pretty impressive. But like all that other stuff is, it's gonna, all that impact to your wrist, to your palms, it's just gonna uh, collect more and more, you know, pain and friction uh, within your joints, within your ligaments. And honestly, it's going to be harder to lift in the future or perform workouts in the future. Not only that, just even hold on to a bar. You like even when you when you when you uh, when you grip something and you squeeze, you'll feel this this shocking pain. I went through that shit so many different times, and I realized, hey, that fancy shit is cool. I can do it, but why do I need to do it? It's not it's like I can do three push-ups instead of doing that jumping shit. Like it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. How did you overcome any wrist issues? Uh, well, like I said, I was working a blue-collar job. I used to work for motion pictures. So it was either I was working out too extreme on top of me having to lift and carry, you know, heavy set walls at work. Um, and honestly, those two together were just not the, not the best thing. But I still showed up and did it. Um, that's when I started taking recovery a lot more serious and just realizing that, you know, scale things at a higher volume. Um, and anyone from any type of professional, you know, exercise or sport or whatever will say this, like even professional bodybuilding, they do the same exact workouts. They never switch it up. The only thing that they switch up is the sets and the reps, but it's the same compound movements. So, are you st still under uh, Wes Watson's coaching? I'm sorry, say it again? Are you still being coached by Wes Watson at this point? Yeah, I, I, I will always um, have him as a coach. Not as a, as a coach in business, I mean. He's my coach in, in business. Okay, but right, okay. So, it's not a fitness coach anymore? No, no, that was a long time ago. Um, now, it's just with business. Right, so how were the the weightlifting aspect involved with uh, your journey? How did that come about? Was it through Wes Watson? Yeah, it was through Wes Watson. Um, I mean, from him, I, I started my journey, and then I started my knowledge of learning of you know the whole industry of of, of weightlifting, um, and that's you know basically what I just said. It's the compound movements. The simple and basic things will do the work. It's the nutrition that's really going to get you the results. Um, yeah. All this fancy shit you see on Instagram, it's cool. It's a cool video. It looks dope. But honestly, that fancy shit is what's going to get you injured. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So how did you combine the weights with puppies? Uh, I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I'm a very impatient or I, I feel like I can always do more. So 
Uh, in the morning, I would wake up. I do my push-ups. I do my dips. I do my pull-ups. I go outside. I do my burpees. And then I go for a run. Um, but I like weightlifting. It's fun. It's like for real to get up and go to the gym and push yourself, push your limits. You can look at a mirror, you know, you're evolving with other people. It's, it's a cool environment. So I like to do both. Like right now I do, you know, basic compound lifting, bodybuilding, but I'm actually going to start doing CrossFit as well. So Great. I, I like that high intensity. That's just me. Okay. Have you begun your CrossFit journey? Uh, yeah, I have. How are you finding that? I'm feeling great. Uh, it's, it's a challenge. And I'm just that type of person that like, I have to get better at whatever I'm getting into. So yeah, are, you, are you learning the Olympic lifts in CrossFit? Yeah, I am. And how does that feel on your wrists? Uh, it's a little, it's a little bit of an adjustment and it's cool because I have to go back to like how I was originally feeling and learning when I was doing, you know, regular weightlifting is that I can't just go in there and ego lift. Um, I have to, if, if I got to go light, then I'm going to go light until my, my mind and my, my joints get comfortable and used to the movements, um, it is, it is a big transition because uh, you're just jolting your body, you're lifting, you're like, you're moving in sudden movements with this heavy weight. So uh, it is an adjustment, but I like the intensity. I like to push myself. I like to um, really feel like I am getting prepared for something. How is the conditioning aspect from Bob Peace transferring over to CrossFit? I can just, I can go and go and go and go and go. And that's the cool thing. That is the cool thing is that, uh, and my wife was telling me this, like she watches me do burpees and she's on her phone and she gets lost into whatever she's looking at. And then she looks at me and I'm still going and she notices my endurance is like crazy. So when I apply it to things like CrossFit, like, yeah, I'm sweating, but I'm still ready to go all day. They told, cause you know, CrossFit's more of like a class to class, you know, type of, uh, type of, um, workout. And, uh, you know, they told me like, you know, an hour a day. And I'm like, yo, I want to go for like four hours. Like, let's keep going. So I'm thinking like, I got to add in a small little workout after my, my CrossFit session session. It's starting to sound almost like you've got a training addiction here, Anthony. Like I got a what? A training addiction. It's it's the best. Like when you're not like being home. I'm just like, what what am I doing in this box? <laughs> like, let's get out and do something. We wife and I just bought um the the running stroller. So we can go on runs or you know, long walks, but like just staying active, that's what the body wants. That's yeah. what so, like the body can really do anything and put up with anything if you want to treat it like trash it'll it'll decline and decline for a long time but if you want to you know treat yourself like a god and really test your limits then you can do that and we're learning every single year what the human body is capable of doing 
uh, physically on a, on a massive, massive level. If it's like something, you know, fitness or sports related, like we're seeing the limits really be pushed. And that's, I mean, it's, it, it blows my mind. So as a family man, how do you manage to fit in all of this training? So, <laughs> and so in the beginning of my journey, I was exhausted. It was like my, probably like my second, third week. And I was just exhausted. And I'm like already telling myself, I can't do this. Like I have to sleep. I have to go to work. How am I supposed to juggle everything with the family? Like I, I want them to be happy in my presence, but I'm just this grouch cause I'm tired. And I spoke to, um, I don't know if you've heard of Warpath. Mm, War, Warpath. Shout out to Warpath. He's on on uh, on Instagram, but uh, he was on his journey as well. And I hit him up because he worked in AC in the desert, and I asked him because he has kids and he's got a full time job. And he told me he was like, "Hey, at the end of the day, it has to get done. And if it's something that you want, hey, you're gonna have to make sacrifices. You're gonna have to bite your lip, and." You know, when it comes to family time, you're going to have to put in that extra last bit of energy that you have into pleasing them and making them happy. And he said that shit and it just switched in my head. And I just yeah. priority in all levels of my life to go ahead and make more of an effort. And so, you know, when it comes to training, I have to wake up early as fuck. I have to wake up early. That's the only way it's going to get done. Okay. Right. Waking up yeah, at 2.30 in the morning to get those workouts and get prepped and everything while everyone's still asleep. I was still knocking it all out. And then I left to, to the gym. Then I left to work. And by the time I got to work, the family was waking up, but I got it all out the way. So you just so, do it when the family's asleep, essentially. Right. So I know a few guys that get up at 2.30. I know Wes Watson, he's always getting up at 2.30. What time do you go to your bed? <laughs> Uh, 10 o'clock, um, 10 o'clock basically. But I mean, I'm not going to say I sleep well. Uh, <laughs> see, my oldest kid is 12 years old. Yeah. So I've been, I've been in that world of bad sleep with the babies waking up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm asking because I, I'm in that situation myself of, I've got two toddlers and I've not had a good night's sleep in three years, four years. So, Yeah, so it's, it's I'm used to it. Um, I don't sleep well in the first place, but um, it, it's all about your recovery as well. What are you taking? What supplements are you taking to help recover? What, are you stretching? Like, are you drinking enough water? Because at the end of the day, we're, we're mainly just dehydrated. Um, but when it comes to sleep, you know, I don't really get that much sleep, but I'm not really too worried about it either. Yeah, um, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. But like I said, if it if it has to get done, you have to, you know, do it when they're asleep. Unless you have a cool wife or a cool husband and, um, you know, they're cool with you going to the gym for an hour or two. Um, but then to me, that's a little bit selfish because I'm taking yeah. the family um, but with this CrossFit thing, my wife, she's pregnant. She's like, Hey, go, I don't care. I, I can just kick my feet up 
The kids can play right here during nap time. You can go during nap time. It's completely fine. So, like, as long as there's communication um, and an agreement, perfect. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. To go back to the CrossFit thing, how are you coping with the CrossFit style burpee? Um, honestly, there's there's a few things that, like, just kind of irks my nerve a little bit. <laughs> but I have to respect it because I, yeah. I understand it. But traditionally you know, this is how you do a burpee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I'm, I'm not talking any trash, but like, you know, the, the way they do it in CrossFit, it seems like, you know, gravity just failed and you just drop to the floor and you're just like, Oh, I got to get back up. Yeah. So, um, it's cool. I'm not complaining too much. I still like do my style, but at a quicker, quicker, much quicker pace. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to ask. Do you fight the urge to perform your own style of burpees when you have to perform in a CrossFit facility? I I respect that what they want because you know the thing the way they want it is done for a specific reason, um, which I understand. But I'll just do it their way. Um, Sometimes I might go at a slower pace so I can really feel the, the tension on my uh, on my shoulders and my chest and my triceps when I'm performing the push-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's move over to the nutrition side because you spoke initially at the, the beginning of the podcast and spoke about how discovering that having your macros dialed in had a profound effect on you. What were you eating prior to beginning that journey? And how did you start to rein it in? So during the, the Mike Chang days, I was <laughs> I was eating whatever was protein and whatever was the color green. But right. I was just eating a massive amount because I'm like, OK, you just have to eat healthy. Cool. I'll eat. It. And I got a big ass plate like this big. Just, <laughs> oh, this is it. I'm going to get results. Uh, and it was like that for a long time. Like, I just didn't understand, you know, what it meant to calculate your food, what it meant to eat healthy, what it meant to just, you know, eat like, like, a, like an athlete, basically. Um, I remember COVID happened, the whole, everything was all locked down. And I told myself, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use this time. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to eat healthy. I was, I was spending crazy money because uh you couldn't go into any restaurants but i was ordering you know uh, basically the food to go of like the most expensive um healthy restaurants that were in my neighborhood um i was spending a lot of money and i was working out all day and i just wasn't getting results and finally like i'm on instagram i bump into wes's page and from there, you know, he's talking his talk and I'm loving it. And then he talks about, you know, macros. And I'm like, what the fuck is macros? <laughs> you know, because I've always heard people say, you need to, you need to weigh your food. You need to track your food. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, what, how much am I supposed to, like, I threw it on a scale. Now what? Am I supposed to take some out? No one gave me answers. Like, I'm just, what's that mean? <laughs> so. <laughs> Wes is like, yo, there's a certain amount of proteins, fats, and carbohydrates that you need to intake 
in order for that fat to come off and you to get shredded and build muscle. And I was like, wow. So no one said that. <laughs> so, so see when you're like hitting these macros, and this is one thing I've always thought about. Do you, are you having to get the macros exact? Like, do you have to get the protein percentage and the carbohydrate percentage and the fat percentage? Do you have to get it bang on? Or do you have any room for leeway? Like, once you've hit your protein goals, like fat and carbohydrate doesn't really matter as long as you're hitting that calorie window. Um, I, I would say try your best to be uh, very precise. Strictly because you're talking about your development for your muscle growth, uh, sustaining enough energy, and making sure your hormones are at a perfect spot. Um, people will have their own opinions with macros or calories and things like that. And I'm pretty sure they all work, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them don't work. Um, and I just know that macros work for me. The clients that I've coached, the macros work perfect for them. Everyone gets results. Uh, we learn about, you know, the quality of food that we're actually intaking because you actually learn about uh, the more ingredients will actually take up more grams of your intake. So um, I think it's very important to stay precise within your macros because you'll notice, you know, if you consume more fats, uh, the, the weight or, you know, the weight that's on the scale, you know, when you weigh in, it, it might not move as quick. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still follow that nutritional model yourself? I do. I do. I have to, because at the end of the day, and everyone is like this, if you are in recovery from drugs and alcohol, or if you love to stuff your face, yeah, you're going to have the same taste buds as you did a year ago. You're still going to be itching to have that cigarette, to drink that beer. At the end of the day, you are still that same person or you have it within you that you're fighting every single day. But you have to keep yourself accountable. You have to really work on these non-negotiable actions that you take every single day. And these actions literally make you look and feel good. So um, yeah. it's, it's the best thing for you is just to live by it because the healthiest people – are more conscious of what they're doing. Yeah. Do you feel though, like me personally, I've counted calories, I've, I've did macros, but there always comes a point where the, the, the process of weighing out food and being meticulous starts to get a bit weird for me. I tend to find that it starts to get a bit cumbersome when you're getting your dinner out and you're having to calculate everything and you start to think, is this actually becoming a neurotic process? Well, we don't even have to talk about nutrition, but that's how life is. And when it comes to having to constantly do these little detailed things for our family, yeah, it gets tired, but this is what we signed up for. And yeah. we're, there's those stressful moments where we're like, oh, I don't want to do this. But like, you do it anyways and then you have a good time with the family and you're like, see, this is why I signed up for this. This is why I did it. And so when it comes to this nutrition and you're getting a little bit annoyed with tracking your food, it is annoying. And there's going to be points where you're, you're asking yourself, like, is it, is it really important that I track macros? Everyone's doing calories, but they don't really have the results 
of you know what people would do with tracking macros so yeah yeah um then one day you'll look in the mirror or you'll get those compliments or someone's going to come to you and ask you for advice because you look like a badass motherfucker yeah it's all gonna feel much better and most of the time people don't like tracking their food simply because they're not doing it right or they're hungry or they they're not utilizing their time properly yeah how how do you deal with clients with regards to their nutritional side of their journey like when they're starting to go off track um we analyze everything that's going on within their life why they feel that way why they may be slacking here and there and we pick it apart and i stand in front of them and i let them know like you're being a bitch right now you're being hell <laughs> you're being a whiny little bitch i told my client yesterday you might you might have seen on my story um but he posted a picture of him of, of him working out or he sent me a picture of him working out because i told him because he said he was like oh i'm thinking about just taking the week off because you know everything's really stressful and blah 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 and I said, I'm pretty sure you woke up this morning with nuts in between your legs. <laughs> now, that and stop bitching, okay? You are so grateful. You're alive today. Your body looks great, okay? This is what life's all about. It may get hard sometimes, but there's going to be times where you're in full control. So this is the time where you utilize. Let this be the week where you put more gas on the pedal, and you show life, hey, I'm not backing down. I don't care how hard it's getting. So you have to really, really check people. Like, hey, you're being a bitch. Stop. <laughs> do, do you, like, is this the, the treatment that every client gets that's wavering? Or do you have to adjust it with people according to their, like, personality type, for example? Um, in the beginning, I was really, uh, I was really nice and gentle with people. Yeah. But then I realized that they signed up with me because I'm straight up because I tell it like it is. And um, most of the time people react right away like, oh, shit. OK, yeah, you're right. Like because they're used to someone not telling them anything. They're used to someone just, hey, it's OK. Take the week off. It's OK. Enjoy that cake and go to that birthday party. And just relax. It's okay. But it's like, whoa, not everyone is operated the same. Okay. Uh, so let me, let me share this with you. <laughs> Super Bowl, you know, the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Yeah. So during the Super Bowl, someone posted, you know, Hey, today I know everyone's going to be at a Super Bowl party and they're going to be, you know, fighting temptations. Look, just go ahead and enjoy yourself. Tomorrow we'll hop back on. That is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard because there's people like me, me, that will take advantage of that shit. If I'm going to go out and, you know, enjoy myself, I'm talking 18 beers deep. I'm talking <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner, all within one meal. And I have to go get dessert and I'm going to stay out late drinking more beer. I'm going to call somebody. There's people out there like that are weak. And if we just cave in to a little bit of comfort, you never know how big that cave is going to be. So, so that's quite interesting, actually, Anthony. What do you still have 
those triggers yourself where if like you eat like a bowl of rice, you know you're gonna just eat junk or if if I if I go out and say, hey, I'm gonna have a, a cheap meal, I have to make sure that it is just a meal, a plate, something the size of my hand. Because <laughs> what I failed in the past before because I've had my slips, I've learned my lessons, but then I slipped again, where I would turn a meal to a meal and a dessert, a meal and a dessert with a side dish to where are we going after, or <laughs> oh, it's just today, or it's just the weekend. I'll lose that weight real quick again. Then you start negotiating with your mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, it's just you and this other person that's in here. So who's in here? Is he, is he a strong individual or is he a weak one? Because if you're here negotiating with this person, then you're in trouble. There should yeah. be negotiations because you know what should be done. Yeah. So so when when was that moment you realized this? Because obviously you've, you, you've explained there that you did have slip-ups and you got back on track. But when was that moment of clarity when you went, fuck this? It took me a long time. It, it really did take me a long time. And yes, I can lose the weight real quick, but what do I look like having to slip, then get back up, slip, then get back? Then I, I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just wasting my time. If anything, I'm just stressing myself out even more. It yeah. took about a year to like finally calm that shit down and realize, hey, having a cheat meal is okay once in a while. And make sure that it's just a meal. It's not an entire damn wedding. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to make sure that you have self-control. You have to make sure that, hey, no matter what I do, you know, I have a goal. I have a plan. I have a lifestyle that I want to maintain. Yeah, I'm not going to neglect enjoying myself here and there. But remember, this is this is where depression and shit is, is created is when you lose yourself. When you lose, like, that's where people start was with food. People lose themselves with food first. Then they, they, they have to seek satisfaction towards other outside things. And that's, that's basically what this is all about. Because I was a very, very different, dangerous person back in the day. And yeah, yeah. this lifestyle is literally keeping me on track. Good, good. That's that's good to hear, buddy. Did did you think as well that the financial investment that you were placing in yourself, like by being coached by Wes Watson, do you think that that was a big factor in thinking I need to like I need to change things. I need to make sure I am not wasting my fucking investment here. Look, do if anyone's watching this, please do your taxes yourself. Do your own taxes and look at all the money you spend on useless shit. If you're not already on a journey, look at all the money you spend on food, the money you spend on alcohol, the money you spend on just going out and blowing it. It will blow your mind. But if you invested all that money on the stuff you say you want or you want to accomplish or you want to do, you would have did it a long time ago. So this tiny investment into hiring a coach literally changed my entire life around to yeah. where, and I was, I was spending 
crazy money it's going out every single day i get home i'm like huh there's nothing in the refrigerator i guess we gotta go out and it's like i knew that i didn't have to put on that little act i knew we were going out like don't beat around the bush okay get in the car come on stop lying but i'm, I'm saying i i was doing my taxes a couple of years ago and i was embarrassed i was like wow dude we we spent probably like $150 a day, a day within that, the time from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Like, how do you spend that much on just going out to eat? Like, like that's yeah. what ordering, you know, what are you, what are you doing after you leave the restaurant? Like, I was just spending, st and the weekends were even worse. Because oh, <laughs> you have to drive to these other places. So it's like yeah you will it, it'll really kind of just slap you in the face and that's where the real embarrassment is because a lot of people aren't investing in themselves they're investing in quick satisfaction which they yeah. they regret they regret you know yeah absolutely so absolutely so what what is next on the agenda on the the, the loopy fitness journey so i'm i'm i highly believe and I know that uh, within this year, uh, things are going to really take off. Um, and I'm talking at a, at a massive scale. I've been doing very well with my online coaching. Um, I have First Form as my sponsors. Everything is going well with them. Uh, if I continue to play my cards correctly and live my life to the highest standard that I set myself, I will be living very very, very much at a better level than I am now. Um, I'm just waiting on a few personal things to settle. And then like my wife's about to have a baby. Um, I have some things going on with uh, one of my other kids. So uh, once things settle, I, I believe everything's going to be taken off very soon. Love to hear it, mate. Love to hear it. So for anyone who's listening, where will they be able to find you? My Instagram is Lupe Fitness. That's L-O-U-P-E Fitness. And that's me on Instagram. You can go ahead and shoot me a follow, shoot me a message. Um, there's one thing about me that makes me different from a lot of other people is that I will respond to your messages. Like we can be friends, we can talk all day. I don't care. Like my main goal and the people I like to stay involved with and the people that I like to help are people who want to change their life for the better or who need a tribe to just keep that frequency, keep that, that energy going of that positive, that workout, that nutrition, something that's, you know, going to help people drive forward. Instead yeah. of, it's like, you're not going to see me posting stupid, you know, at the bar club stuff, you know, having fun, getting drunk, acting stupid, posting my useless life. Fuck that. Like I want people to live at a higher standard. Remember, I used to live terrible, very bad. It's like embarrassing to even, you know, talk about, think about whatever. But like, you'll see some of my throwbacks that I'll post on, on Instagram, on my story, on my post. But I used to be a different person. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The person I am today is the complete opposite of what I used to be. So that's what I want around me. And I want to help you change your life into that. That's absolutely awesome, Anthony. Well, listen, Anthony, thank you very much for com 
for coming on. It's been a, a very, very, very exhilarating podcast. Uh, so, absolutely, have a nice night, and it was an absolute pleasure. Much love, Lee. Appreciate you. Cheers, Anthony. <laughs>